Hey there, if you are currently living paycheck to paycheck in your travel business because you don't know where your next client is going to come from, you likely have one of two problems, maybe even both, a traffic problem and a conversion problem. You see, a traffic problem refers to the amount of people coming to your website to learn more about working with you which means that the conversion problem is when your website isn't turning your website visitors into email subscribers, appointments, or paying clients. If you have a traffic and or conversion problem, your travel business is not going to survive. And that's not okay. And guess who is very much to blame? Your website. You see, a high converting website in the travel industry should be turning website visitors into paying clients with ease. If your website is not doing that, it is failing you. But there is a solution. Introducing Website in a Weekend, a transformative two-day virtual workshop tailor-made for travel professionals just like you. Arrive with nothing, leave with a breathtaking, high-converting website. Yep, just in a weekend. You'll equip yourself with a crystal clear core message, a stunning visual brand, content crafted with high converting frameworks and so much more. Early bird alert, sign up by September 20th and get your website copy written for you by my team. Plus, I will personally pick, pay for and place premium images on your website. Dates, mark your calendar, October 27th and 28th. Y'all, October 28th is my wedding anniversary. Show up. I'll be there for you. It'll literally change your business. Still unsure? Just ask Lisa. She transformed her website from meh into magnificent. And she says, it was worth every penny. My site now speaks to those that I want to work with. I highly recommend it. Or ask Patty, who says, all thanks to you and your team, Sandra, I get so many compliments and new clients. I'm actually having a hard time keeping up with all the new bookings. So why wait? Elevate your online presence, attract ideal clients, and say goodbye to your website woes. Ready to soar? Join website in a weekend and let's make magic together. Head over to travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website to learn more and book your spot. That's travelmarketingandmedia.com slash website. I'll see you there. If hashtags give you a headache, then I think you're going to love today's episode. We're going to talk all about what a hashtag is, how I first truly understood hashtags. And I have to say, it was a long time after hashtags came out. I was using them so badly. I was totally just Oh gosh, it was embarrassing. But anyway, today we're going to explain what a hashtag is for once and for all. You're going to have total clarity on how to use them. And I'm going to break down the travel marketing and media four category hashtag system for travel advisors. You do not want to miss this episode. Okay, so for a really long time, I walked around saying, hashtag love that, hashtag that's so cool, hashtag look at me using hashtags, dumb stuff like that. Because honestly, I just thought that hashtag was a word that you said in front of a cool phrase. And I really didn't understand what a hashtag was. And it wasn't until, oh my goodness, probably 20 
2015, 2016, I would say probably 2016, where I truly started to understand what hashtags were. And to me, the hashtag symbol, also known as the pound symbol, was something that was just used in a totally, totally different concept context. So let's rewind all the way back to basics, back to foundation. So if you know what a hashtag is, just I don't know, like do some breathing exercises or stretch a little, jump up on your feet, reach for the sky, give your back a stretch out. Let me explain to my friends who do not know what a hashtag is, what it is. And for the rest of you, y'all can join me back in just a few seconds. So friends who do not, what a, do not know what a hashtag is. Firstly, let me tell you, this is no place to be embarrassed. You should never, ever show up in the travel marketing and media community and feel embarrassed that you do not know what things are. Don't worry about that. We've got you here. So a hashtag, let's start with this. It's kind of the best way to explain it is a filing system. It's kind of a way that you can file information and search for information. It's actually very similar to using Google. So the best way to explain it is how I first used it and got to understand it. Rewind all the way back to 2016. I was looking for a makeup artist in Paris. So I was heading out to Paris. I was doing a photo shoot for my branding. If you have seen the iconic photographs of me in a blue, navy blue, um, beautiful um, Sally, I think it was Sally, Shelly Seagal coat, uh, gold buttons. And I was wearing, I think like black boots, Chinese laundry boots. And I was pulling a white e-bag suitcase and walking in front of the Eiffel Tower or on Trocadero. That shoot also known as my engagement shoot, because I did not know I was getting proposed to that day. That is the shoot that became my iconic branding shoot for travel marketing and media for the first, I would say, four and a half years of my business. Now, for that particular shoot, I knew it was a big deal. I had never really had professional photos taken for my business before. And I planned out what I was going to wear. It worked with my brand colors. And I knew that this was going to be the shoot that was going to launch my brand. I was going to use these images on my website, on my social media, on my pull-up banners at trade show booths, on my flyers, on my business card, my headshots, everywhere, right? So when it came to spending the money on this shoot, I booked this photographer. His name was Fran Baloney, award-winning. His photos go viral, photographer. There was no way that I was going to jack up this photo shoot by doing my own makeup. I'm the kind of person that honestly has been wearing the, had been wearing the wrong shade of foundation for 20 years. I'm the person that would put on lashes and they would be on my eyebrows by the end of the day. Like there was just no reason for me to mess that up. So I needed to find a makeup artist and Google for me, just never seems to bring me what I want. Google, I have always felt like until Google My Business came about, which is a whole nother podcast episode that we'll be covering really soon. You're going to love that one because it's free and it's amazing and it will bring you new clients. But I digress. 
Google for me has always been about the pay to play kind of the biggest companies with the biggest budgets always show up in Google because honestly, you got to have a lot of money, a big budget, a ton of skill, a ton of time and energy to show up on the first page of Google consistently every day, especially when you're competing against big brands. So if you're a makeup artist, you are competing against the Ultas and the Sephoras, but even bigger than that, the cosmetic giants of Estee Lauder and MAC and L'Oreal right? In the travel industry, a travel advisor is competing against the Travelocities and the Expedias and the airlines and the cruise lines and the resort chains and the hotel chains. So it really is probably not, and I'll talk about this in an SEO episode and in the Google My Business episode, but it's really just not somewhere that I recommend travel advisors spend their time And partially because as a business owner, but more so as someone who goes to Google to find things, I never find small business. I never find local business. I never find affordable or relevant business. I only ever find big business. Um, Yeah, I'll find local restaurants and things near me if they're bricks and mortar businesses. But in terms of online businesses, I never find those small online business providers, service providers like you that I would be looking for, copywriters, accountants, things like that, that I'm truly looking for. So I turned to Instagram to find the small business that I was looking for. Now, makeup is a very visual, very visual service. And I've always told you that people go to Instagram for inspiration and they go to Facebook for connection or community. So that's why I always recommend that you're on Facebook and Instagram for your travel business. Now, I went onto Instagram and I typed into the search bar, hashtag Paris MUA. Now, MUA stands for makeup artist in the television industry or in the magazine modeling industry. And I know that from my work in the television industry. So I knew that if I typed in Paris MUA, I would find any posts where somebody had used the hashtag in their caption, they'd written the hashtag, hashtag Paris MUA. So say, for example, there was a Paris makeup artist or somebody had made a post on Instagram and they posted the picture, written the caption, and then put the hashtag, hashtag Paris MUA. By by searching for that in the search field, that would come up, that post for me. And so I was looking for posts posts, listen to that. I was looking for posts where people had used that hashtag. So essentially they were saying, hey, I'm using this hashtag Paris MUA. So the people who are searching for a Paris MUA, we can connect. Okay. So I typed in hashtag Paris MUA and a bunch of posts came up. I can't even remember how many, you know what, let me open my laptop now and I'm going to type in to Instagram, hashtag right now. This this was back in 2016, but let me do this little example. So I type in hashtag Paris MUA and right now, as I'm recording this podcast episode, 20,159 posts come up. That's pretty amazing, right? Now, if I typed in Paris makeup artist, which is kind of a long way of doing it, 31,162 posts come up. I'm not surprised that 31,000 as opposed to 20,000 come up because a good makeup artist will know that regular people 
wouldn't know MUA. So they know to use MUA and makeup artists. They're probably using both hashtags. So when I went through and I clicked on that, and you might want to run this experiment on your own computer, go in and type in hashtag Paris makeup artist. The first thing that comes up is all of these 31,000 posts. Now I start scrolling and what do I see? I see beautiful brown women just like me. I'm specifically looking for brown women because I want a makeup artist that knows how to do makeup on my melanin, on my skin color. Yeah, because I'm not good at it. So I want someone who is, right? I want someone who's not going to make me look too yellow or too ashy or too gray or too blue. That's a thing. (laughs) So I click on the first woman that looks like a normal woman, not a model, because I'm no model. And I click on that. I click on the first brown woman. She's an Indian woman. Oh my goodness. Breathtaking. I think this is for her wedding. I click on her and I see her beautiful makeup done. And I think, yes, I would love to have my makeup done like that. I click through the next image and it's her before and after shot. And I think, wow, she's just a regular girl, just like me. And she looks breathtaking with this makeup done. So then I look and see who posted this. And guess what? It's a makeup artist. So then I click on that makeup artist's uh, Instagram account and I get to see all of her work. And I read her bio and I see that she's a makeup artist in Paris. And then I see that I can DM her for bookings. Now, various makeup artists had different ways that I could reach out to them. Some of them had websites in on their bio. Some of them had links that I could click on. Some of them said just to email me. Some said just DM me. And I was able to go through all of these posts where they had used the hashtag, hashtag Paris MUA or hashtag Paris makeup artist. And I was able to find dozens of makeup artists in Paris that I could book. So needless to say, I booked the most amazing makeup artist. Her name was Laurieann. She was 24 years old. She was originally from Africa. She had immigrated to France and she was just incredible. And I have pictures of her to this day. I've stayed in contact with her to this day. Gosh, this is what, five, six, six years later at the time of recording this episode. So I hope that that helps you to understand. Laurieann used the hashtag Paris MUA. She also used Paris Makeup Artist. I She used that so that anyone who was looking for a service like the one that she provided would find her searching for that. So kind of like Google, how you go into Google and you search for whatever you're looking for. And I, as a searcher, was using that hashtag thinking, well, as a keyword or a key phrase, thinking, gosh, well, hopefully I can um, find someone who's using that hashtag, right? So that's how I found my makeup artist in Paris, Laurieann. So I hope that that explains to you better what a hashtag is and how you as a travel advisor or as a business owner would use hashtags to, um, I guess, put yourself out there and show who you are, what you do and who you do it for Because if you use the right hashtags, the people who are looking for you will be able to find you when they're searching in Instagram. So I'll be back after this quick break and I want to explain to you our four category 
hashtag system that any travel advisor can use, whether you have just one follower or 100,000, whether you have never used a hashtag in your life, or if you're just starting out, I'm going to show you this hashtag strategy. It's completely free. It doesn't matter if you've just learned a few minutes ago what a hashtag is, but I'm going to walk you through the four categories of hashtags, how you use uh, hashtags from each category. And if you use our bundles, whether or not you're a member and you subscribe to our bundles or you buy them a la carte from our store, or maybe you create your own content for social media, how you can use this four hashtag category to be able to be found as easily by your ideal client as I found Laurieanne, the makeup artist in Paris. I'll be back with you after this short break to show you this four category hashtag system by Travel Marketing and Media. Okay, so let's talk about this four category hashtag system. You might want to pull up the visual of this, but if you don't have it in front of you right now, don't worry about it. So I'm going to kind of describe it for you if you're driving. I do not want you to open your phone. <laughs> If you are driving, if you're out walking the dog or if you're on a bike or doing something else, I don't want you to do anything that's going to distract you that's unsafe. So just uh, draw a square or imagine a square in your mind and divide that square into quadrants as if you were cutting a sandwich into, into little squares. Then what I want you to do is to uh, name them. One would be industry, one would be niche. One is ideal client and one is location. Now, you don't have to remember those, of course. I'm going to walk you through those. And of course, if you want to have the visual of this, head over to our podcast page. And when you click on this podcast episode, it will take you through to the notes. And in the notes, we will have a link to this graphic. It's really important that you can see this there. So, um, let's have a talk about each of these. Now, every post that you make should have hashtags from each of these categories that are relevant to that specific post. So one post, a bunch of hashtags, and of those hashtags, pick a hashtag or two from each of these four categories. The reason for that is so that you get a variety of hashtags, number one, that are all relevant to the post. But number two, that are spread across the four categories that are going to kind of encapsulate, I guess, um, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the episode, the way that I searched for Laurieanne. These four categories are going to really help you to get found by the people who are looking for you. So it's just a good way. We've kind of pre-thought, we've kind of done the legwork for you and come up with the four different categories, the four ways that people will search for you. And no matter what your post is about, these four categories are going to help you. So the first category, and these are not in any specific order, so it doesn't matter where in which square of the four you, you dedicate each one to. The first one is called, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through each of the four of them and then give you the three steps to doing this activity. So the first category is industry. These are travel related hashtags. So these are hashtags like hashtag travel, hashtag vacation, hashtag vacation ideas, hashtag travel planning, right? So they're very broad, generic travel hashtags. Yeah. The second category is 
niche. And these are your niche based or your specialty based hashtags. So for example, these are hashtags that, sorry, are specific to the type of travel that you book. So for example, if you book family travel, this is hashtag family travel, hashtag family vacay, hashtag family travel, hashtag, um, I said that one, uh, travel with kids, hashtag multi-gen travel, hashtag family reunion, hashtag families that travel, uh, those kinds of things, hashtag river cruising, hashtag travel for lovers, you know, whatever it is that your your niche is, okay, hashtag river cruising. Uh, The next category, so the first one's industry, the second one is niche, the third one is ideal client. So these are hashtags that your audience would resonate with. So back to that family travel example, hashtag mom life, hashtag family time, hashtag mom goals or mama goals. Because if I'm all about family travel and I am the person that books the family travel, I'm the mama of the house, I would use hashtags like hashtag mama goals, hashtag quality time, hashtag, because Those are the kinds of hashtags that moms use and those are the trendy kind of hashtags that you'll see on the posts of the content that that ideal client uses. And how do we know this? Because when you start looking into the types of posts that that ideal client makes, you'll see those hashtags come up over and over and over. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, how do I even know what hashtags my ideal client uses? Guess what? Why do I always tell you guys, this is where it's critical that you intimately know your ideal client. If you don't know the kind of person that you book travel for, if you don't know your ideal client really well, you're always going to struggle with your marketing. Always, 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 always. You have to know your client really well. (laughs) A few days ago, I put up a post on, um, you know what, I'm going to pull it up really quickly. It's, It's close to where I am. Um, I'm going to pull, I, I put up this post and it says, if you can binge watch season two of Bridgerton in a weekend, you can batch create your content for a for a year. And I loved in the comments who wrote it here. Um, somebody wrote, oh, maybe it was on the Facebook response. Oh no. So I, I, I posted it as a story and put it as a, um, as a post. And then in the, when I posted it as a story, somebody wrote back to me and oh, I want to find it because it was really funny. Somebody wrote back to me and she says, I feel attacked. It was really funny. And I wrote back and I said, same girl. I said, and she said, you know me so well. And I said, I know my ideal client. And we joked about it, but it was really funny because she just said, you know, you know me so well, you know us so well. And I laughed, but it is true. I do know my ideal client and I'm not saying my entire ideal client likes to watch Bridgerton. Bridgerton season two has just come out at the time of recording this. And I know that a lot of my ideal client watched it. I'm not saying like 40% or 20% even watched it, but I know a lot of my ideal client personally and a lot of the ones that I personally know did watch it. And it's not a requirement. Don't worry if you don't like it. (laughs) I still love you. But it was just the point that it's whether it's Bridgerton or it's Mad Men or it's um, Parts Unknown or it's whatever it is that you binge watch or maybe binge watching is not even your thing. Maybe it's hiking, whatever it is that you choose to do with your time on the weekend that you spend your entire weekend doing. 
If you can spend your entire weekend doing one thing that you truly love, you can make time to batch create your content at some stage during your work week. It was just about the whole concept of putting in um, a large amount of concentrated effort into one task, focused time. That's the point I was getting across. But this person in my community wrote back and she's like, you really know us. And like I said, it wasn't the Bridgerton um, concept. It was the concept of focused time on one particular item, uh, one particular task. And that's what I want, my point that I want to get across to you. If you know your ideal client so well, you will make comments and you will make, um, you will um, give content and you will reach them and resonate with them with them in a way that they'll be like, oh, you get me, you know? So um, don't be, um, um, when you get to these tasks where I'm saying things to you, like whatever hashtag your ideal client uses, don't panic. Do not panic when you get, when you hear me say that and you think to yourself, I don't know what that is. If you don't know what that is, this is this moment for you to take pause and to say to yourself, okay, this is just a, this is just a, a, a flag to me. Sandra's telling me, this is a flag to me that I do not know my ideal client well enough right now, yet. That's my favorite three-letter word in the world, yet. But I can change that. I can do something about that. And we're going to talk about the power of yet in an episode coming up soon, because if you have just found me or you've not been with me that long, you haven't heard me preach on yet, (laughs) and you will soon. But yeah, like I said, if you are struggling right now because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know the hashtags for my niche. I don't know the hashtags for my ideal client. You don't know them yet. It just means that you've got a little work to do and it's okay. Sit down, start Googling, start getting on Instagram, start looking. And you might need to look at cleaning tips for moms. You might need to look at household tips. You might need to look at yesterday, I watched um, a woman clean out her utility drawer in her kitchen and she would be the ideal client of a family travel specialist and she has 4.5 million views on this video. But can I tell you, it was the most frustrating video to watch because it was a mess, this drawer, and it didn't get cleaned properly and she never finished organizing it. And at the end of the video, she didn't finish it. People were yelling at her in the comments. But guess what? It led me to an entire audience of people who are moms, who are women who are probably the ideal client of family travelers. So then you start going down this kind of rabbit hole, but in a good way of people who are your ideal client. So start looking at the best way to find these hashtags. If you're wondering how do you find your ideal client hashtags, find other content creators, not travel find other content creators. So fashion and home life and um, cooking and um, 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 renovations and whatever it is, whatever it is, decor, whatever it is that is the same audience as you, the same ideal client, but different content matter and start looking at what kind of school lunches, I don't know, what kind of hashtags that they're using and look for the ones that are not school lunch related, but ideal client related. 
Okay. So like I said, for the ideal client hashtags, if I was doing family travel, it might be hashtag mama goals, hashtag mom goals, hashtag family time, hashtag quality time with family. And then your fourth category is your location hashtags. These are the hashtags that show where your post is about. So for destination and experience posts I'm talking about, or where your post is located, if you're posting about you and your business. So for example, if I'm doing a post about our recent trip to Budapest um, that Anthony and Houston and I went on for the Asta River Cruise Expo. And I'm posting about that uh, that trip or an experience that we had there. Then the location that we were in was Budapest. So I'm going to use not only put the location as Budapest in my post, but I'm going to use a hashtag of Budapest and a hashtag of Hungary. But if I'm writing about my business or I'm writing about myself, I'm probably going to use the hashtag of Los Angeles. Now, some smarty pants Instagram, social media coaches out there are going to tell you because the location field is searchable in Instagram, that you should take advantage of that and start putting some other things in there like um, family travel expert or something in the location because it's searchable. Yeah, you can do that. But the minute you start gaming Instagram or trying to beat the algorithm by trying to get smarter than that, just know that eventually that's going to catch up with you. Instagram really want you and all the social media platforms, they want people to use the fields that they've given you and the, um, I guess the tools that they've given you the right way, because if people used it the wrong way, that means that the searchers or the users on the other end, if they're looking for posts that are from, that were created in Budapest, and then people are using that location field for something else, it's going to skew the results people are getting. So yeah, you might be able to game the search results for a small period of time, but eventually it's going to run out. Okay. So those are the four categories. Again, if you're kind of following along, you're getting the gist, but you want to have a little more clarity. When you have a look at either the post on Instagram, you'll find it it was dated March 24th of 2022, or you can go into the travelmarketingandmedia.com slash podcast page and find this episode. Um, that's going to help you. Um, then let's have a talk about uh, creating your hashtag strategy in three quick steps. Number one, brainstorm a list of as many hashtags as you can in each category. We call this your hashtag menu. I would brainstorm this out and have it in a Google Drive doc put to the side. You only have to do this once. You can add to it whenever you think of new ones. Number two, save this list in a Google Drive or Dropbox. Like I said, pull it out whenever you sit down to schedule your content into your uh, scheduler. You might see a hashtag when you're just surfing uh, so through social media, you can add it to your list. Number three, as you schedule your posts, whether we create them for you or you do them yourself, choose the relevant hashtags from your menu. It's much easier to run down the list and pick a few rather than having to think of them on the spot. Now, note, if you use our bundles, you'll notice that we give you a set of hashtags for every caption and image that you use in the bundles. These hashtags are actually going to, ca- uh, going to cover off two of the categories. They cover the industry and the location, okay, as well as the topic in the post. So you can literally just add a few niches and a, f- a few niche tags and a few ideal client hashtags of your own. But if you created your own hashtag or someone else created it for you, friend, you got to do the work. You got to create all four hashtag categories yourself. Okay. So this is actually a really fun, quick and simple strategy. Once you come up with your menu, just do the work first and create up your menu. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, start off a menu for you of hashtags to get you going. Um, but I think that once you sit down and start looking through Instagram and looking at different content out there, you'll start, the, 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 the hashtags will start to come to you. You'll start to see them and you'll start to become inspired. So I hope that this hashtag episode has helped you and I hope that you have a better understanding of hashtags. If you came to this episode and you did not know what a hashtag is, friend, I know you know. I know you know right now. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.